You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Most people are trusting God for some kind of a breakthrough in their lives. They need victory in a certain area of their lives. So for us to have victory in an area of our lives and to maintain it, you'll need faith. And if you could do it by yourself, you would have done it by now. So your capacity to believe needs to increase. And this morning I want to help you and show you what the Word says about increasing your capacity to believe. The father that came to Jesus and said, my son is demon possessed, help him. Jesus said to him, if you believe all things are possible. And he said, I believe help my unbelief it was not that he did not have faith he just did not have the right kind of faith he said i believe that you can heal but myself i don't have faith the good news is even as that man came to jesus and he acknowledged and he says i believe you can heal i'm not sure if you can do it for me jesus still delivered his son We as believers have one life to live for Christ. And that life is very dear to Jesus. We have to run like never before. We have to do the impossible. And for the impossible to become possible, you need faith. Faith is the one thing that sees the invisible. It believes the impossible. And it receives the incredible. When we talk about increasing your faith to believe more, we're actually saying there's a need for you to increase your loving. Because faith works through love. Many people say, I have great faith. I can move mountains. But the Bible says, even if you have faith to move mountains, but you do not have love, you've become a clinging symbol. So it's one thing to have faith, it's a completely different thing to have the right kind of faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, faith works through love. If I love you, nothing is too much. If I love you, I'll be prepared to do anything for you. But as when I don't love you, then there's a problem. So even the disciples, when they came to Jesus realizing knowing having a revelation understanding that the only thing that pleases god is faith they said help us to increase our faith because they want to please jesus more and jesus said this is a very easy exercise it's linked to loving if you will love more you'll have more faith are you ready to love people more Loving God, loving people. Listen what the Bible says in Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Remember, family, of all graces, faith honors Christ the most. And of all graces, Christ honors faith the most. So the disciples said, help us to increase our faith. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Upon hearing this, Luke 17 verse 5. 
upon hearing this, the apostles said to Jesus, Lord, you must increase our measure of faith. Jesus responded, if you have even the smallest measure of authentic faith, real faith, faith that works through love, it would be powerful enough to say to this large tree, my faith will pull you up by the roots and throw you into the sea and it will be respond to your faith and obey you jesus continued after a servant has finished his work in the field or with the livestock he doesn't immediately sit down to relax and eat no a true servant prepares the food for his master and makes sure his master is served his meal before he sits down to eat his own does the true servant expect to be thanked for doing what is required of him so learn this lesson after doing all that is commanded of you simply say we are mere servants undeserving of special praise we are just doing what is expected of us and fulfilling our duties family the root word for faithfulness and faith is exactly the same faith-filled people are people that are filled with faith faithful people are people that are filled with faith when you are faithful serving and helping authentic kind of faith because motivated through love you'll see you'll grow in your faith a matter of fact this luke 17 verse 1 says offense will come to everybody this is when the disciples said we need more faith because we know people are offending us people are doing things that are hurting us disappointing us we have expectations of people to do things and they don't do it jesus said these kind of disappointments will come to all of us but even though disappointment comes to you remain faithful at work maybe people are unfaithful towards you remain faithful don't respond in the same way respond differently be the one with the difference i'm telling you now if you're faithful and you're a hard worker somebody somewhere will see you don't say they're looking over me i'm missing my promotion it's a seeming delay god will bring the right person at the right time you remain faithful don't become unfaithful and say if the right person comes then i'll become faithful you're training your heart in the wrong way jesus says remain faithful if you're doing what you're supposed to do continue doing it you're waiting for your promotion people are just keeping their eyes to see if you remain faithful remain faithful this kind of faith works through love if you love somebody it's easy to be faithful to them it's when you don't love it's not so easy to be faithful it's now very quiet don't you the person next to you and say smile tell them smile you are in church i'm helping you here this morning to enlarge your capacity to believe faith is the only thing that pleases god jesus said with man these things are impossible but with god all things are possible in john 14 verse 13 
and 14, Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it for you. That faith that you put in the name of Jesus moves mountains. Turn to the person next to you, say, get ready to enlarge your capacity to believe. Family, faith is something you have. Authentic faith comes from the regenerated spirit of man. That faith, even if it's as small as a mustard seed, it has the ability, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that faith, as small as a mustard seed, has got the ability to remove a mountain of sin in your life forever. And that little seed, that mustard seed faith, is something you have. Because God has placed it on the inside of you before you are born again. Because the Bible says you are saved by grace through faith. Where as an unbeliever, as somebody that did not know Jesus, did you get that faith? God gave it to you. Without faith it's impossible to please God. But God has placed enough faith in you. Like a mustard seed. So that you can please him. But it's not faith in yourself, it's faith that you put in God. That's authentic faith. That's faith that works and operates through love. It's God that loved the world so much that he gave Jesus. And now when you accept Christ, that authentic faith, when it's there, can move mountains. Because you're now born of love. When you are born of love, you have the ability to love the way that Jesus loves. You can now forgive as Christ has forgiven you. You can now be one with a difference. When others are hating and cursing, you can bless. That's the teaching that Jesus gave. He said, when they curse you, bless them. When they despitefully use you, pray for them. You are born from above. You're one with a difference. You don't have to behave like the rest. Be one with a difference. Amen? We are saved by grace through faith we cannot save ourselves but we can destroy ourselves that's why you have to make the right decisions you have to be led by the holy spirit god speaks to the prophet Isaiah and he says get ready to expand enlarge your capacity he's saying whatever you've been thinking and dreaming Isaiah, listen to me I want to do more than what you can think. Make your tents bigger. Isaiah 54 verse 2, the New King James, and I'm combining it with the message translation. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. Family, we have to start thinking big. Let me tell you something. You'll know in your heart what comes to mind or what comes to heart when you think about God. What you think about God, 
What comes to mind is the most important thing about yourself. If you know what church leadership or what a pastor thinks about God, you'll be able to predict the future of that church with all certainty. Because if you believe God is a big God and all things are possible with Him, you know all things will be possible. But when the leadership says it's not possible, their own words will ensnare them and limit them. Because your faith, I mean your life, can never go above your confession. What are you confessing right now? Are you confessing big things, believing big things? Or are you confessing difficulties? Are you confessing impossibilities? If you are confessing impossibilities the whole time, why are you complaining? Why are you even coming for prayer? Because if you say, God, I want you to do this, but as soon as you leave, you're confessing the opposite. It means you're not in faith. Family, that which you believe about God is the most important thing about you. If you believe all things are possible, you'll see what God will do. If you that father that comes to Jesus and say, I believe all things are possible, help my unbelief, Jesus is ready to help you. Because you are confessing your position, you're confessing your weakness, you're confessing your sin. And when you do that, he will remove it and replace your unrighteousness with his righteousness. Jesus is here to help you, to assist you. God is not against you. The Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? He says, make your dwelling place bigger. Enlarge your capacity to believe. Many people cannot grow a business bigger, not because they don't have the opportunities to grow a business bigger, because just on the inside, they've not, never gone bigger. I'm telling you now. Every time in the church, you can ask the people that's been with me for 10, 15 years. Every time we've grown to certain areas or to 80 people. When we came to 80 people, I said the next goal is 120. You have to start thinking like 120. When we got to 120, I said you have to start behaving and thinking like when we are 200. When we got to 200, I say now we have to start to think like 500. You cannot start... You cannot enlarge your capacity when you get there. You ask God, enlarge my capacity. Start dreaming it, start seeing it, start thinking it. Amen? Some of you need to go write down your vision again so that you can see it clearly. Amen? Go write it down that you can see it clearly. If you can see it, you'll start to believe it, you'll start to confess it. You'll see it will come. Amen? I'll give some teaching on that kind of faith, but first I need you to start to enlarge your capacity. Many times, before we bought the land, I would go drive around where there's land and dream and say, thank you, Lord, for having land here. When we got the land, I would walk there and say, thank you, Lord. Start dreaming, seeing the building. Allow God to see me, allow me to see visions of the building. I saw the building go up before the building went up. 
you have to dream big. Amen. Right now, even concerning my marriage, I'm dreaming and thinking, how can I make my marriage better? What do I need to do to make my wife more happy? Most of you men think, what should the wife do to make your marriage better? No. You're the head. Take the lead. I'm telling you now. I'm dreaming those kind of things. What do I have to do? Nothing just happens. There's a dream on the inside. A vision on the inside that motivates you. You know some of your children, they, they go to school and they never neat and their shoes are dirty and their shirt is hanging out. And then suddenly one day, the shirt is neat and the hair is neat and the shoes are neat. And you say, what's going on? You say, no, no problem. Nothing is going on. No, no, no. Something is going on. There's a Susie at school that's motivating him. <laughs> He's got a vision. He started dreaming. And that dream adjusts everything in his life. His behavior, he, the way he dresses, the way he smells, the way how much time he spends on himself. Amen? That's what vision will do to you when you start dreaming. Yes, give the Lord a hand. Amen. I'm, I'm really, this is the year with the difference. And God is challenging me. What do I need to do different to be a better pastor, to be a better father? To be a better husband. And that's challenging when you start asking God those kind of things. Listen what the Bible says, Ephesians 3 verse 20. We're going into the New Testament. I'm saying exactly what Isaiah said. Paul is saying in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Passion translation. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Family, allow the grace of God to work on the inside of you. The Amplified says, God is ready to do abundantly, far more exceedingly, above whatever you could dream, whatever you could desire, whatever you could think, whatever you could pray. God wants to do more. God is much greater, bigger than what we could ever think. If God did not withhold Jesus Christ from you and me, why will he withhold anything else from us? Enlarge your capacity to believe. I'm not talking about desires of yourself. I said to the people in the pre-service meeting, a desire to say, God, give me an island. And now you think God must give you the biggest island so that you can go sit on your own on the island and just be a blessing to yourself. When God said, you are blessed to be a blessing, you are saved to save others. That's not going to happen. Amen. But that which lines up with God's will and plan and purpose for your life, he wants to do far more exceedingly above whatever you could ask, dream, pray, but be led by the Holy Spirit. You're ready to walk, and walking with God is making you tired. Jeremiah said, if the footman has wearied you, Jeremiah 70, just put it there, he says, if the foot soldiers have wearied you, made you tired, what's going to happen if I say start running with the horses? God wants to empower you to run with horses. A horse is 10 times stronger than any human being. You, that needs to take place in the spirit. It's something supernatural, something unusual, something miraculous where God gives you the strength where somebody is battling just to keep up 
in the company, you're running with horses. God taking you at another pace, strengthening you in the spirit, taking you from where you are to where he wants you to be. There's some people in the ushering team, they work like 10 men. You're battling to pack up your 10 chairs and they've packed up 100 chairs. It's God that gives them an ability, a strength, a grace to just do what takes other people 10 minutes they do in a minute. It's grace. They cannot boast. They cannot say it's their strength. They can just say, thank you, Jesus, you've given me that strength. And they can give that strength back to God so that God's name can be glorified in them and through them. God wants to do something supernatural. Turn with me in your Bibles to Jeremiah. I want you to underline the scripture. Jeremiah 12 verse 5. Family, as a believer, we know every advancement in our life is because of the grace of God. That's why we cannot boast. Even this church building, we cannot boast. We can only say, thank you, Jesus. It's the grace of God. The Lord told us in the beginning, whether by many or by few, he's going to build a church. We say, thank you, Lord. That word has carried us through. Amen? And God is doing it. The many here is doing their part, and there's a few outside of the church that's also doing their part. Do you know that? Jeremiah 12 verse 5. If you have run with a footman and they've wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted you were wearied, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? He's saying now that it's peaceful and nice, you're saying I'm tired. Is this what will happen if God starts to open the floodgates of heaven? You're going to run away and say, God, why are you not blessing me? And miss that which God wants to do in your life. It says the flood plains of the Jordan is coming down to water you, to cause increase in your life. God says, I want to bring blessing in your life. Bless you so that you can be a blessing. And we say, we are tired. God says, I want to do something supernatural and miraculous. I'm tired. Sometimes when you ask God for a blessing, you have to ask God, enlarge my capacity. If you say, for example, you're a clinic sister injecting people. And you say, Lord, I want to grow my business to inject more people. If you're injecting 15 babies now and you say, double it, it means you're going to inject 30 babies a day. It means you're going to have to be a whole lot faster with the injections and a whole lot softer, amen, not to hurt them. <laughs> or if you're installing satellite dishes for DSTV and you say, Lord, grow my business, enlarge it, multiply it, increase it. Are you ready to put up three times the amount of satellite dishes you're doing right now? Because that's what you're asking God. You're going to have to get ready to run with the horses, my friend. Amen. You're going to have to enlarge your capacity. Amen. So sometimes we say, Lord, bless me. Enlarge my place of my dwelling. Cause increase in my life. But we don't think it through. If you're a hairdresser, making people's hair beautiful, and you say, send more clients. It means you're going to have to do double the amount of clients or three times the amount of clients you're doing now. Are you going to complain three times more about your feet? That's hurting. Your hands that are cramping from cutting and braiding and whatever you do. Can you see the need to enlarge your capacity to believe? For God to enlarge your capacity. 
so that you can do more. Ask any person that has just finished school. They think they were studying hard in matric final exams until they go to university. Now their capacity is increased. Yes, because the pretty face that got a few distinctions in matric and think it's plain sailing and easy, now suddenly what they do in one term and they think what they do at one term in the university is what they did a whole year at school. Am I right? Yes. You have to enlarge your capacity. Family, let me tell you something. It's good to have an education. But more than anything, you know what university or going and studying after school does? It teaches you discipline. It teaches you to work hard. It teaches you not to give up. And it enlarges your capacity to do more. Many people, after they've studied, are not even doing what they studied. But they've got the capacity now to do what they have to do. So maybe we'll start increasing my capacity course for all of you. Amen. Maybe students that don't have the opportunity to go study immediately will do a whole course concerning that. Amos 9 verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. Family, by faith all things are possible. This is only possible in the Spirit. He's saying, while you are still planting, you'll see the harvest. He says, I'm going to do something supernatural. Do you believe it? God is able to do it. In Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, God says, I'm going to bless you. He says, I am the one who gives you power to be successful. The one who gives you power to prosper. He says, why do I do this? He says, because I want to establish my covenant between you and me. Family, right now. The Bible teaches us you are in a better covenant with better promises than what Israel, a type of the church, were when they were in Deuteronomy. You're in a better covenant with better promises where God wants to do far more abundantly, exceedingly above whatever you could think or dream. He says he wants to do it. While you're still planting a seed, you're going to see the harvest. While you're still thinking of applying, God will do it for you. Because he's working in you and through you. You'll have a heart's desire. Just mentioning it to God. And you'll see here God will do it for you. This new covenant. He says, when I start doing this in your life, don't say, hmm, I'm a hard worker. Don't say, I'm the clever one. Don't say, I'm the one that's early here and leave late. He says, don't do that. Don't say, it's by your own hands, by your own strength, because of your gifting. Say, it's because I'm in relationship with God. Because that gifting and that strength and that ability and that wisdom comes from God. When you are a born-again Christian, you know every advancement in your life is because of the grace of God. And when you know it's of the grace of God, you cannot boast. God chooses grace rather than works 
so that no man will boast. Then faith even becomes a work of grace. And Paul says, I've worked very hard. But the thing that worked in me harder than anything else was the grace of God. Grace is a person and his name is Jesus Christ. When we look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, you'll see what God will do. Now that you are born again and you know God wants to do these things, family, faith has a confession. Start confessing it with your mouth. Start declaring it. Why? Because there's power in our mouths. When you confess it with your mouth, when you confess it with your mouth, faith is released in your heart. But if you're not even confessing it, we know you're not believing it. Amen? As you believe it that God wants to do unusual things in your life, start confessing it. That confession will bring salvation, but faith is released through our hearts. It sees the invisible. It believes the impossible, and it receives the incredible. That's what faith will do. God wants to enlarge your capacity to believe. That kind of faith has been deposited on the inside of you already. You have the faith to be able to please God. Now apply the word of God, by the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, and you'll see what God will do in your life. Make a decision today to allow your faith, not just to be a confession, but allow your faith to be turned into action. What do I mean by that? When the Jesus says, increase our faith, the first part was about offenses. Don't just say, I forgive you, or I'm going to forgive you. Go and forgive. Go and make right. When you know somebody is in need and you can help them, go and help. Let your faith now be turned into action. As you are faithful in that, you'll see your capacity will start to increase. It will become bigger and bigger and bigger. Your capacity will enlarge. With that kind of faith, when a church comes together, this congregation is enough to change this whole nation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.